When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. For the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, good to be with you on a Monday night, Badge and Sats uh, here with you for Four Pines Brewing Co., the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, welcome, Scotty Sattler. Um... Big week, uh, big weekend of sport it was. But before we get started, we've got to give a shout-out, haven't we, to all our listeners that have been affected by uh, yeah. the rain and the floods uh, at the moment, particularly the the mid-north coast of New South Wales around Taree and Port Macquarie and Kempsey and, and south, parts of southeast Queensland as well. Yeah, it's um, sports really over the weekend badge became irrelevant for a lot of people, didn't it, who were really trying to save properties, Absolutely. Uh, save livestock, whatever it may be. So, Stay yeah, safe. Our thoughts go out to you. Yep, they do. I, look, can I say those ads about uh, if it's flooded, forget it. It mm. absolutely hit home with me. I was not where I live. There was just a, a quick, on Sunday morning, a quick sort of flash flood across mm. the road. Wasn't very high. A couple of four-wheel drives braving it. I drive up, there's about seven or eight cars on the side of the road at either side of this this area, and everyone just turned around. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't... Did you see the way up, some of the afterwards. roads have been ripped apart? Yes. Right? Yeah, but, you know, I thought I, I could have made it through, and in the past I have and, yep. and would have, but I thought, what's the point? There's another mm. way to go around. It's going to be 10 minutes more. Yeah. What is the point? So, um, yeah, stay safe. That's, the uh, I guess, the, the big message through all of this, and we hope you get through the next... Uh, there's another day or two of, of rain. Yeah. That's coming. Uh, big news this afternoon, Sats, around uh, Jared Hayne. Yeah, former NRL star Jared Hayne. He's been found guilty of sexual assault today in a Sydney court. Uh, and straight off the top, we are fortunate to have Channel 9 News court reporter Kelly Fedor, who has been outside court today. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining Thanks us for on Sports me. Day. So how was the uh, the scenes down at the courthouse um, upon the, the, uh, the decision today where Jared Hayne was found guilty? Yeah, a, a lot going on, as you can imagine. Jared Hayne walked out a short time ago and he was clearly shaken by this verdict. His eyes were red. He ushered his new wife away as he stopped and spoke. Um, quite unexpected to hear from him, but he said that he would rather go to jail knowing he had told the truth. Despite that, he accepted the decision and said he'd be back um, on May 6th for the sentence hearing. He did walk out on uh, bail with strict conditions. He's been ordered to hand over $50,000 in assurity to ensure that he doesn't flee in the interim between now and his sentence hearing. And that's because the court heard that jail time is inevitable. The maximum for this offence is 14 years in jail. So the jury took three days to come back. They're clearly convinced by what this woman told the court, and that was that she did not want to do anything with Jared Hayne, that she said no, uh, that he 
proceeded and sexually assaulted her in her home on the outskirts of Newcastle despite that. She did suffer an injury in that assault, but the jury wasn't satisfied uh, that of the more serious charge which related to that injury. So they found him not guilty in relation to inflicting that with any forethought. Now, Kelly, has there been any announcement at all from his legal representatives about an appeal? No, they're unlikely to do that until after sentencing because the sentencing really is the focus now. So they'll uh, do their best to argue for the most lenient penalty that they can. Uh, he'll no doubt undergo psych, um, you know, examinations to get reports and so forth. Uh, but you would imagine that an appeal is likely down the track. Mm. And sorry, Kelly, when when is that sentencing sentencing likely to happen? That's in uh, May or May six in okay. Newcastle. All right. Now, Kelly, you said there were. I'm reading also between the lines, there was not the original charge, but he was found guilty of an, an alternative charge, which you just you just um, communicated to us. But what's the difference between the two charges? Do you know? Yes. So the uh, main charge was aggravated sexual assault, recklessly inflicting actual bodily harm. So essentially that he sexually assaulted her and recklessly inflicted this injury that she suffered and that there was medical evidence about. But the jury obviously wasn't satisfied that he uh, gave any thought to the possibility that an injury might occur in what he was doing that they must have accepted as an inference they must have accepted that it was purely an accident that she suffered that injury in this assault. Mm. Okay, Kelly Fedora, I'm, I'm sure we're going to read a lot more about this in the in the coming weeks. Thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day. We're much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks. Kelly Fedora there, Channel 9 court reporter. Catch all details tonight on Channel 9. Good stuff. Well done, Sats. Uh, all the heavy stuff behind us. There to get the show started. Hey, um, before we get to our uh, sports update, we, we are going to recap... Uh, the games from round two of the NRL. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth from the Melbourne Storm is going to join us. Sats, he's a good chance of uh, making the starting side this week. Police Kafusi, yeah. Police Kafusi uh, suspended. Mm. Um, it's a good story. He's a late bloomer, Tom Eisenhuth. Seven years from his, re- his, his debut game. He played one game for Penrith in 2012. <laughs> Seven years later, before he played his second game, it was Melbourne Storm. Back in uh, 2019. Hey, we're going to also catch up a bloke who's played a lot more footy than that at the top level, Mitchell Pearce. It's his 300th this week. So we'll catch up with uh, with Mitch on the show. Is he junior or is he? Junior's his nickname. Junior, junior. Yeah, junior, yeah. He will, uh, we'll catch up with him. And uh, Remember when he first made his debut? He just looked like a, well, he pretty much was straight out of school. He was so fresh. Was he 17, 18? Uh, I think he was just turned 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This bloke still looks 18. Not Eels legend Ray Price is going to join us. Price, he, uh, he was on 60 Minutes last night. Uh, hell of a good bloke. Uh, we're going to chat about uh, that appearance on 60 Minutes. Of course, he um, he has it. The story was around CTE and the Australian Sports Brain Bank mm. uh, and the uh, the great work that's being done there. And uh, Ray himself has been diagnosed with early dementia, um, and he uh, he's going to have a chat to us. About that, and of course, we'll have to talk to him about his uh, his mighty eels. They're going well. He loves his eels, doesn't he? Give an opinion. He will. He will. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. Uh, Looking forward to that one. Our Kia top seven from the weekend in sport. Ah, there's an Aussie. Give me this Aussie golfer. That's massive win this morning. Uh, He's got himself a ticket into the Masters as well. And our hot topic tonight. Sats, you've tossed this one up. 
which team after round two? And I know a lot of fans panic after round one, but after round two, there are some clubs that are, it's very concerning about not, not that they're getting beaten, it's how they're getting beaten through that 80 minutes. So our hot topic is what team concerns you the most for their hopes for the rest of the season? Well, there's five teams that haven't had a win yet. Yep. It, like, it's probably going to be out of them. One of those has really surprised me, mm. more so than the others. Won't be Woogie's team. That's the Rabbitohs. Let's do this. Time for a Sports Day sports update. Hybrid flooring dropped to under $30 at National Tiles. So just as a quick update, the Eels beat the Storm 16-12 on, uh, on Thursday night. The Knights over the Warriors. Excellent game. This 20 points to 16. The Titans uh, got the job done against the hapless Broncos. 28-16. Panthers on Saturday. 28-0 over the Bulldogs. Aren't they having trouble scoring points? Rabbitohs. Uh, excellent. Again, 26-12 over Manly. The Dragons defeated the Cowboys, who have some concerns up there. 25-18 up in, uh, was it Townsville? No, it was Townsville. Col- yeah. Yes, it was Townsville. Uh, Roosters just put the West Tigers to the sword, 40-6 to yesterday and last night. Raiders quite lucky to hang on in this one. Sharks coming home with a bang, 12-10 to the Raiders, despite a couple of late penalty uh, shots at goal for uh, Chad Townsville. I'd have to say, kick. Badge, it was... Uh... High quality, again, round mm. two, and with the conditions as well. I thought the quality was amazing, and I don't know whether it's the new rules and making players be a lot more um, a lot more attentive when it comes to the game. I think they're learning more about the game now, players. We went mm. through a period there where a game was so structured, but I think the new rule is forcing players to be a lot more attentive, to actually learn how to play the game when you get a six again and you're on the front foot. To play footy as and, opposed to just playing through structure. Which and defensively as well. Yeah. Defensively, you've got to be on, on your toes, haven't you? Um, Luke Carey put on a masterclass. He did. Four try assists. He was outstanding. But somehow, he didn't get a point in the Dally M's. Now, listen, I'll, I want to get our our listeners' feedback on this. And we, we spoke a little bit about it last week as well. 0477-736-736. Send us a text because... It's now getting to the point where the, the Dally M's is copping a lot of flack again for some of the votes that are being given out by by ex-players, media who are deemed as Dally M judges. You and I, are Dally M judges. I, I think it's a. I think the system's good, um, but there are some. They can have stinkers, can't you? Yeah, I, I, I judges still, just don't always get it right, though, and I don't always get it right. I know that. I still feel as though there are players in games when your team is dominant doesn't have to be dominant, but there are players that still miss out when they mm. should be given some sort of points. I feel as though the old rugby league week 0 to 10 is probably the best way to consistently give someone a range of where they sit within a game. But in saying that, you mentioned about Luke Keary. He did put on a masterclass against the Tigers, four try assists. Uh, he just threatened the, the defensive line on every occasion on that right-hand side. Um, you know, Brett Morris was the recipient of, of three tries because of a lot of the work, good work that Luke Keary was being able to create. Well, Brett Morris got three points. He had a good game. He did. It, it wasn't it. The way Tedesco and Keary played. And, and I thought Lizzie Collins up the middle yeah. and Jared Rhea Hargraves came on. And Hargraves came on. And they, they won 40 points to six. The best player for the Tigers was Dane Laurie and he got a point. Yeah, but you, but don't, you don't get a participation medal. Well, that's right. Well, look, sometimes as a judge, when a side, you know, when it's close, or, or quite often as a judge, there you, you give points to players on both sides. That was probably not 
it was it was unlikely to be the case. So I thought he, Dane Laurie was was very very good, but was he better than Luke Carey? No. Gee, that's um, that's drawing. There a long probably bow, would have so. been there would have been six or seven players in that Roosters side that deserves points. Mm, and that's the difficult part about it too. You know, mm. Takiaho and uh, a few others that we mentioned. That it is difficult. Tupanua, you can't give everyone points. So maybe, as you said last week, and again just now, Sats, if you went back to the old rate everyone out of ten, you would get a fairer result by the end of, uh, by the, you, end of the year. Your best player, your, your Dalian player of the year will be a player that will average around a you know, 7.5, 7.7, 8 out of 10 every week. Mm. In the end, you're going to get the right result, I think. At the moment, there are players that are missing out. Well, Kiri would have had to have got at least an 8, and some, some people might have given him a 10. He probably, probably a 9 for me, but he would have had to get at least yeah. an 8 if that was the scoring system. You know, also, Badge, a lot of the judges, and you and I, again, we're judges, we call the games that we've we've also got to judge on, and sometimes you see things differently. I see things differently to you as a forward as opposed to a back, and, and I'll always argue that I've got the right decision um, based on... Well, you've never given a point to a winger. No, I'd so never... you would have been shocked I've about Brett Morris... I've never given a point get, to a winger. Get, Brett Morris getting three. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so in saying that, I, I feel as though that the... I feel as though that the the scoring and it's they don't ask for it immediately after they used to ask for it immediately after the game within a respectable time period half an hour or an hour yeah and like I th- I think it's too soon so this year uh, the instructions are we don't need them straight away we need your time for you to go away digest it maybe if you want to watch the game again and then send them through mm. but I don't think we need them straight away I think we probably need them within forty eight hours it gives people the opportunity who are there live a judge to then go back and maybe watch the game again on TV, see things that you miss. Um, what, what if what if you you were talking about uh, multiple judges that you a little system you, you guys came up with on the weekend for NRL Nation? That what if we, what if you did have multiple judges? We myself and where? myself, James Smith, uh, Joel Kane as well, and Timmy Manor. We actually all gave our five four three two one yeah, five then, then being could the, average it out. the best player, and then we. Obviously, no one showed everyone their own votes. And then it, after we put our votes in together during the ad break on NRL Nation, we added them all up and we ended up coming up with Jerome Luai, three points for the Panthers, which mm. was right. Billy Amikikia got two points and was destructive. And I think Isaiah Yo playing his 150th game was outstanding as well. Oh, but no, James you guys got that wrong. But James Fisher-Harris deserved a point as well, Badge. Yeah, there you amazing. go. And he so missed out. The, you know what? It's We're tricky. not far away from the right system, but... Unfortunately, it's coming under There's a lot of scrutiny it. at the moment. And well, it's better than the referees giving the well, votes like it used to be. Semi-Thiday's uh, votes on the weekend, they've got to be questioned. Now, in, in saying that, the AFL is still, the Brownlow is the referees. It's the brown nose. And guess what? You've got to go and suck up to the referee. No, they very rarely get it wrong. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Maybe we... they go and ask a few people in the sheds and their, their rallies and their friends and their I don't think we get and... it too wrong either. I think if you go mm. part, go back over the last 20 Dallyms, I don't think we've got it too wrong. Yep. All right, let's get on another topic. Uh, Felice Kafusi, uh, should he have been sent off? And we're just looking for that audio that was supposed to be there. What do you think, Sats? That elbow coming down over the top of, uh, of now, Ryan Madison who, who, who got concussed. Yeah, I... I um, he he didn't get sent off. He didn't. No. He, I mean, he didn't get ten in the bin. He got no, He got he got a on report, and he sub, subsequently got uh, taken two weeks. Well, there's been a bit of a comparison to Jesse Ramian from round one, who hit Matty Dufty, and Matty he was also put on report, but given ten minutes. I thought that was fair because you got to be able to go back and and look at it over again. The the match review sees whether it's intentional, whether it's just 
careless, whatever it may be. Um, with Felice Kafusi, I w- yeah, he shouldn't have made contact with the elbow to the head, but I don't think the elbow or the forearm, I should say, across the head of Ryan Madison was the concern. I thought the more concern was around the force that pushing his head into the ground, like the slamming slamming motion. Oh, I didn't like either so of them. So at first I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's not, doesn't, it's not a great look. But then when I've gone back and looked at it multiple times, I feel as though that he definitely deserved what Jesse Ramian got put on report and possibly a sin bin. Have a listen. Kafusi over the top. Got hold of the football. Ooh, oh, gee. And then the, the elbows played a part. That's a slow motion. The elbows pushed onto the face. Any contact with the head. I think there may be some intervention here from the bunker. I think the, el- mm. I think the forearm on the head, what it did, it locked not so much the contact with the head, but I felt as though that, that forearm on the head while he was still going down, that basically locked his head into being slammed into yep. the ground. But so you know, you just can't hit the head. I don't think I don't think he was I don't think he was intentionally aiming for the head because you look no, where his no, eyes are. But he did it. Yeah, I know, but you, where his eyes are, his eyes aren't going in as if he's gonna forearm jolt him. He's actually yeah. he had his arm on his his forearm on his chest, he loses contact, he sort of throws his arm up again, not looking at Madison. It connects with his head. But I think it's more the force that it goes down so on you're, the ground. So you're more happy it, that he wasn't sent off? You, you don't mind? I don't think he deserved a send off. I right. think he deserved no, I mean definitely. No, 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes, okay. absolutely. Okay. But I think it's more the head slam than the than the forearm to the head. A few other things out from the weekend. Nathan Cleary is in uh, is in doubt for Thursday night's uh, big game, massive game mm. against Melbourne uh, with a concussion. Um, and the Tigers? I don't think they should play him. Yeah. And I th- well, it's four days later. But and I don't know what you think, listeners. Zero four seven 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 three six Saturday seven three six. I played Saturday. Sorry, Five I called days, the yeah. game. But um, I think this gives them a really good opportunity to rest him and play Matt Burton. Mm. Yeah, just keep him engaged. Okay. Uh, and the Tigers. Ooh, yuck. M- Michael Maguire says there will be changes. They definitely gave us a work here down our left edge. We're gonna have to look at that and. Obviously, the guys on that left edge need to have a good look at that themselves about how we rectify that. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a look at that throughout the week. So, I think after round two last year, you had the same issue on that on that edge and you made some changes as far as swapping players across the other side of the field. Is that an option at all this year or not something you'll look at? Uh, I'll make changes where I feel fit. You know, that's ultimately, we can't accept that, that scoreline or, you know, that result. So, you know, we're all accountable to, to what we do and... Yeah, we've got to, as a team, look at how we fix that and rectify that. You know, it's um, yeah, it's very disappointing. You know, I know this group's been working extremely hard um, in many areas, but we got shown today that we need to be a hell of a lot better than where we were. I'm sure they're working hard. Every team does work hard. Yes, everyone that listens to our show and you guys know that I'm a massive fan of Michael Maguire's, and he would be training them hard. But unfortunately, he has got a lot of players that don't play smart, mm. and that's not. Only BJ Lailua. That's a lot of players in that side. That, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later on, about the team that I fear is going to have a long 2021 season. They might get a mention, eh? Yeah, but um, just their inability to stay focused. Well, another team with the same sort of problem set is the uh, the Brisbane Broncos. Now, they were beaten by the Titans. Uh, they had a race day planned on uh, Saturday where the players were going to go and the former players, the old boys, were going to be there. And Kevy Walters wanted to bring them all together. Uh, it was cancelled. Someone in the club or parties in the club went over Kevy Walter's head and overruled this idea. I, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed for him. Um, and uh, and Gordy Tallis on Triple M it was as well. 
The people above Kevy need to support him. We were supposed to have a race day yesterday, all the old boys Broncos, to go with the young guys, get around them, talk to them, and, and it got cancelled by the people above Kevy. What do you mean it got cancelled? So the Broncos had an old boys day yesterday organised, and to get all those blokes back in there, and whether there's a Shane Webke and Petro Sivinus even, all those guys going to a race day, and you sit there and you have a chat to those guys, and from 12 till 5, you can talk to the young group, and then they are buzzing around, which I love and it got canned. If he's the coach there, he can't be getting blocked. You know, I just hope that Kevy actually gets the chance and he can get the team that he wants to get the Broncos back to the club that they should be. As Fletch said last night on Matty John's show, that they get, the race day actually went ahead. They just didn't, they told Gordy it was cancelled. <laughs> so, um, not good. No, but in saying that, right. I, I would have cancelled it. I, would, I don't think it's a good look. Yeah. Uh, myself, just from a PR point of view. He certainly needs to get that team together and doing stuff yeah. and trying Not to, in public, trying to get them the playing moment. together. Yeah, I, I, just, I just look at, you had alcohol to the occasion. Mm. Yeah. You then got some old boys telling young players how they played the game. And then you've got, uh, then you've got just people, patrons, public, that are, then they'll have a say. Then you might have someone who's a little bit confrontational. So, oh, I think it's the right decision, to be well, honest. Well, I, um, I, I'm, I, don't, I disagree with your sets, but I understand where you're, you're coming from. Better get to a break. This is Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned car sales car of the year. Tom Eisenhuth, the star for the Melbourne Storm, potentially. He's been off the bench. Looks like he'll be starting this week. He's going to join us next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Yeah, welcome back to back to with Badge and Sats on Sports Day. And we get the opportunity to talk to a lot of NRL players throughout the season. And uh, they had a big clash on Thursday night, the Melbourne Storm. They went down to the Parramatta Eels, but what a game it was to uh, open up round two. And we're fortunate to have their super sub on the line, Tommy Eisenhuth. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Now, uh, first and foremost, how did the body pull up after such a brutal game on Thursday night in pretty heavy conditions? Uh, to be honest, it was a bit sore uh, come Friday morning. Uh, there was a lot of big collisions in that game, played in that kind of weather. Uh, Parramatta are a very physical team, so I uh, definitely knew we played a game of rugby league. Have you ever played in conditions of that nature that we saw on Thursday night? Oh, wouldn't have been for a very long time, I think, you know. That was, it was quite wet. The deck held up for us pretty well. I saw it a couple of days later and it was much worse, so I think we got lucky. Um. Tom, we're just going through the teams here. I and, mean, of course, Felice Cafusi going to miss a couple of weeks. Have you got an indication yet about your position this week? Are you going to slot into that, that starting role for Felice? Oh, I'm not sure yet. Um, I think Craig wanted to sleep on it, so he'll, he'll come. There's a few you know, possibilities. Chris Lewis is there. Um, he might move some people around, so I think he... Wants another good night's sleep on it before he decides which way he goes. Does he sleep? sleep? Does he? he does oh, bellyache sleep? I don't even know if he does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he talks about it. He talks about it. I'm not sure how much he gets, but you know, I'm sure he gets an hour or two here or there. How, how did he go um, in, the, in the days after the game? Was he? Uh, what was his mood like surrounding the performance, uh, losing to the Eels? Uh, he was pretty good. Um, you know, we went down, but we did some really good things that game. 
Um, probably blew a lot of close calls there. We got over the line a couple of times, held up. So he was pretty upbeat about it all. Like uh, we played well in patches. It just need we need need to be a little bit better in some parts of the game. So mm. he was pretty positive about it all. It's round two, so yeah, it's very it's, early. It's we know. Time to build. Now you're supposed to be. It's, yeah. it's up in Penrith this week, mm. Tom. But and you're from Penrith, in, from the area, aren't you? Is is there some doubt around that game going ahead? Is it chance that it could be underwater? Oh, I'm not sure. I've been keeping a close eye on it. Uh, you know, family back there. I saw the river got quite high yesterday, so I'm hoping, you know, it's all right. Uh, there's meant to be a bit of rain for the next week, so fingers mm. crossed and, and it holds up. Hopefully everyone stays safe out there too. Well, well, you're talking off the top of the show about, you know, all over New South Wales and parts of Queensland. What's Melbourne like? How's, the, how's it been there? You've had a bit of rain as well, haven't you? A little, little bit of rain. Nothing too dramatic, though. Uh, light sprinkle here and there. I think we're... Bunkering down for a little bit of rain for the rest of the week too, but I don't think it's anything near the level they're getting at the moment in New South Wales. Mm, horrible, Tommy. What do you? Uh, how do you answer the uh, the questions after the game on Thursday night when um, experts, so-called experts, are saying, "Well, if Cam Smith played that game on Thursday night against the Parramatta Eels, they win the game." Oh, that's pretty. You know, pretty big statement. That that's four hundred odd games of experience in the team that we missed. Um, I don't know. I think we, we had the chance to win it without him on Thursday. I think we just need to figure out what's going to work best for us now. Um, you know, he's a huge uh, miss ambition to have from the team this year, but at the same time, we've got some quality hookers there, and we just need to figure out what's going to work for us moving forward so we can get those wins in the close games. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you like a road trip? Like, when you have to play an away game, do you, do you like to get on the plane and get away and stay in the hotels? I don't mind. I'm getting used to it. You know, you move down to Melbourne. Like growing up in Sydney, playing all the cup and stuff. You you don't have too many road trips where you're flying. Mm. Uh, the biggest ones are the two hour drives. So you get used to it pretty quick in Melbourne, especially that feet, the feeder fellas. They they fly up to Brizzy every week. So now uh, you learn to enjoy them. So am I right in saying that our research tells us that Christian Welsh is your is your roomie for away games? Is that correct? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I'm stuck with Chris, Christian, you know. It now, could be a lot worse, but... <laughs> I think you two would have to be the two smart. I don't know, Justin Ollum's got a degree as well, but would you and Christian Welsh, I think that'd be a pretty intellectual conversation. Like, he's a... I think he's got a degree. You've got a... You're a qualified school teacher as well. So if you walk into some of the other rooms, I think it'd be buffed talk. What about your room? Is it completely different? What's he like as a roomie? Oh, he's not too bad at the roomie. He'll, you know... Or he's up his sleeve. He'll tell him. He'll tell everyone about his trip to Harvard and <laughs> all that. You know, <laughs> how many degrees he's got, what he's doing at uni. But no, he's a pretty good fella. So it, it could be a lot worse. At least we get some sleep at night. There's a few fellas that wouldn't stop talking. Who's the one that you wouldn't want to get room with? And I'm thinking, just looking from the outside looking in, I think top two would be a Munster or a Brandon Smith. Am I right in saying that? If, if you want to get some sleep and some peace and quiet, I reckon you're on the money there. <laughs> um, those, those fellas love a bit of a chat. <laughs> so, no, it's probably lucky you haven't stuck with Christian because I don't mind getting a bit of sleep. Well, the, the other bloke I've been watching this week is Dale Finucane, who's a talented muso. Are you, are you up into that sort of class? Do you sing along with him, Tom, or does anyone join in? Oh, I think Cooper Johns is a fellow that's been tagging on, believe it or not. He's, uh, he's been trying his luck in, on the microphone. He's a bit of a singer. So up in Twin Waters, I think those two 
had a bit of a, a gig for the for the lads, which was nice. Oh, nice. Well, we should have. I didn't see that one. Would have liked to. Hey, so big game Thursday night, of course, um, up there in Penrith, the, the grand finalists meeting uh, up again. Your is it? Is, is, it's your cousin, isn't it, Matt? Who's on the bench for Penrith? Oh, we're second cousins, so our our parents are. A cousin, so there, there is a relation there. So you've actually met him? Yeah. Have you played against him before? I'm not sure if I've played against him. We are both at Penrith there for a little bit a few years ago. So we've we've met each other, we've played in a few teams together. I can't quite remember if we've played against each other. All right, well, we're looking forward to it. And um, I guess you should guys... Should be a good one. Yeah, yeah, it should be as well. And, and look, hopefully you, you get plenty of game time, whether you're off the bench or you do snavel that, uh, that starting spot in the back row in place of uh, Felice... Kafusi, Tom, it's great for you to, uh, to give up your time and join us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks uh, for your, your time. Good luck. No worries at all. Thanks, Phil. Good on you. There you go. Tom Eisenhuth from the, uh, from the Melbourne Storm joining us on Sports Day ahead of that, uh, that huge game, Sats, especially if the Panthers don't have Nathan Cleary. I, I think don't think they'll play him, but... That'll be tricky for him. Mm. Rightio, this is Sports Day, the Kia Sorrento, winner of car sales, car of the year. We'll come back with our hot topic next. We're talking about uh, the team or teams... That have got the most concerns only after only two rounds, five of them undefeated. Oh, sorry, without a win. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yeah, and our hot topic tonight, which team uh, concerns you the most about their hopes for 2021 mm. after just two Rounds. I know it's very early in the season, but, gee, you can see some patterns emerging, can't you? There's five teams undefeated and five teams down the bottom of the table that haven't uh, managed a win just yet. Of course, it can turn around in a bit of a hurry, but uh, some of them it looks like it's going to be a long season. Sats, who do you want to toss I'm pretty up? sure when the Cowboys – correct me if I'm wrong – when the Cowboys won the comp in 2015, I think they lost – Oh, I think they lost five of their first six or something. All like right, that. you're declaring Cowboys to win this comp. Oh, I hope they go well. <laughs> I hope they go well. I'm a big fan of Toddy Payton's. Um, I'm going to say the West Tigers. Now, when the season kicked off, I didn't have them in my eight, but I did have them hovering around that position there. I did have them putting a lot of pressure on those teams that are in the bottom half of the eight. Mm. I look at their team on paper, and I actually don't mind it. I like Luke, Bro- Luke Brooks as a player. I don't think he's handling the pressure at the moment that he's – that. And the expectation that it so, and notably, he deserves the, the expectation and pressure put on him because he's played a lot of NRL now. So he should be playing a lot more consistent rugby league. But I'm I'm really concerned when you look at their team on paper. I like what they've got on paper. Uh, you know, James Tamo is a good signing. Joel and Gow is only a young player's played Origin. Uh, you got Luciano Leilu. You've you've just got some really James good, Roberts who James didn't Roberts. play on the weekend. There's some BJ Leilu on his day is a very good player. Adam Dewey will be better for the run. Yep, he struggled on the on the weekend. First so game back. My biggest concern is their inability to focus for long periods. Like if the game goes for sixty minutes, they're playing finals every year. Uh, their decisions they make defensively, especially their left hand side, were just atrocious. Not anywhere near first grade standard, NRL standard. 
to defend the way they did. They're not going to be the first side this year and the last side this year picked apart by that Roosters no, right absolutely. side. They are outstanding. So, look, there's a there's some hope there, but um, they've got a lot of improving to do the Tigers, but those new combinations are making it difficult. I want to I want to throw the Broncos into the mix because one thing the Tigers have got, I think, is a very good leader in James Tamo. Uh, the Tigers, the, the Broncos don't have that. They, they, I can just see, I know Alex Glenn is wants to be the leader and he has an absolutely busts himself and he has a crack more than a lot of the other players, but they just don't seem to want to follow him and they mm. look really lost. They're, 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 they're deer in the headlights there. And Brody Croft and Anthony Milford, it's just not happening for them, is it? I think Tommy Dearden's not far off getting a start, but, gee, I, I thought the Broncos by now would have shown a lot more. Even if they hadn't won a game, I thought they would have shown a lot more. Mm. But they haven't, you know, they put 40 minutes together in round one against Para uh, and not quite that much good footy against the Titans. I think it's going to be a long season for them despite, you know, the the, the new coach, Kevy. I'm really hopeful for him that they come good. They've got Haas, their best forward, and Stag's probably their best back to come back. That that hurts them at the moment. Yeah. But would they have won those two games? I still don't know if they – I don't think they would have. Yeah, I reckon they may have beaten Parramatta if they had two of those – those key players. Mm. And when you've got key players like that, I mean, you start the games better when you've got a, a guy like Payne Haas in your side first and foremost. Yeah, for sure. But what, what do you think? Uh, let us know. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six is our text number or you can call us one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. That was our hot topic. You'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. Our Kia, top seven after the break. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, the Kia Top 7. The Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Yeah, the Kia Top 7, there was a lot of uh, situations over the weekend which, uh, which stood out and most notably was the... Uh, the Efforts of David Fafita criticised after the first round badge. Ooh, um, wasn't he good? But he's always going to come back. You always love playing against your old club. And number seven from the Kia Top 7 was David Fafita bagging a double against his new club the Gold Coast, uh, for the Gold Coast Titans. Payer up to Peachy. Peachy the double pup. Now David Fafita. Fafita gets over. Another former Bronco crosses the line. And David Fafita, after all the months in the headlines, he's here at the Gold Coast and he's on the board. Bogarty, here he is, Fafita, Fafita, his eyes light up and he's got two. David Fafita. Oh, this is a sweet night for the former Bronco. Yeah, he's a fine player, isn't he? Number six uh, in the key at top seven, Sydney. The Swans cleaned up against the Brisbane Lions. They're young guns. They picked three debutants and they all played extremely well on Saturday night at the Gabba. A 31-point win. But that is the final siren. And Sydney Swans fans, I'm going to call them the young signets. Of course, the ball over here at the Gabba on the Saturday night. 
It's not yeah. a real aggressive logo, is it? Or no, it's a, a mascot, swan. a swan. But Woogie, he goes, he goes for a swan and a rabbit. He does. Swans mm. and rabbits. Not really fearsome, are No, they? nothing like that. Actually, they both won. My sister's, <laughs> my sister's wedding, there was a swan that tried to attack one of the – tried to attack my dad, actually, a swan. Right. Mm. So they can be quite fierce. Into that. Yeah. Uh, number five in the Kia Top 7, Chad Towns. And what a way to finish. Oh, they're fierce, the Sharks. A great, a great weekend of rugby league. The last game, Sunday night at Jubilee. And he has to kick the goal with a minute to go to take it into Golden Point. What a finish. Townsend with a shot to try and get it to Golden Point. Five in from touch. 24 metres out. Right boot, he swung it left again. Straight off the boot. He's put it to the left. Righto, number four. Oh, the Parramatta Eels. Uh, a winning play right at the end of the match against the, uh, the Storm. And what a ripper it was by Mike Acevo. From Moses to the wing of Jennings. It was taken by Sevo. He'll score. What? He took it. He got it down eventually. He just took it out of the hands of George Jennings, who didn't get off the ground. <laughs> Three out from full time. And Micah Sevo gets a double and may get the win for Parramatta. He terrorised. Poor George Jennings. He did. He's a unit, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Number three in the Kia Top 7, Brett Morris. Second time in 2021. A hat-trick for the Roosters. Yeah, how good was Brett Morris? Outstanding stuff there. And, um, of course, uh, Tedesco, has, he scored a double. So that made it five for uh, for Tedesco in two games and six for Morris. Number two, Shane Van, Van Gisbergen, two weeks ago, had his uh, shoulder, his, his collarbone mm. mended. There was a big chance he wasn't even going to play. And he ends up uh, winning on Saturday and then both races on races. Sunday. How yeah. tough is Shane Van Gisbergen? How uncomfortable would that be? That's so uh, yeah. outstanding. He's won all five races mm. this year. Uh, and number one is uh, Sats in the Kia Top 7. Yeah, Matt, Matty Jones, the Sydney sider. He wins on the USPGA, the Honda Classic. And it's only this morning, won it by five shots. Australia has another multiple winner on the PGA Tour, Matt Jones, the 2021 Honda Classic champion. How, how good was he? Yeah. He, uh, he started the round, I think, almost level pegging with his playing partner who then just capitulated, went nine over. So he was just stro- strolled up the last few fairways, oh. cruised along, no feeling. pressure on, five Knowing in you front. get 1.6 million at yes. the end of it. and he's gone from uh, 50-something in the world down to eleven. He's about to be, and he will be at the Masters Automatic. as well. Yeah. So he was, he was in tears after that, Matt Jones. Uh, I think a deserving uh, number one there for the Kia Top 7. Outstanding stuff from the Aussie, who's seven years between mm. uh, victories on the, uh, on the tour. That's the, uh, the Kia Top 7. The seven-seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned car sales car of the year. Now, Sats, have we got some uh, texts yeah, there? Yeah, 736. This is from Adrian Durrell. He makes a good point here. Only two rounds in, and I'm to declare the ladder will quickly form three distinct groups, the top six. Roosters, South, Penrith, Canberra, Paris, Storm. I think Hang we on, all agree there. So Roosters? South, Penrith, Para, Canberra, Para and Storm. Yeah, well, they'll, agree to that. They'll, yeah, you never know if one of them's going to yeah. make it, drop out of there a little bit, but they'll all be up and around the top four. The mid think. four, he says, will be fought out for seventh and eighth position. So the four will fight out the last two will be the Sharks, the Warriors, Newcastle, and Titans. Sharks, Warriors, Knights, 
Titans. Tend to yeah. agree, yeah. Can't argue with that. So what's that leave us with another goes, six? The hapless half dozen. The Bulldogs, Brisbane, Dragons, Cowboys, Tigers, Manly. Dragons, Cowboys. So that's the five on the bottom uh, that haven't won a game yet, plus yep. the Dragons. Yeah. The Dragons looked... Uh, Looked quite good, I thought, against the, tough. the Cowboys. and they were really tough. Quite unlucky in that first game against the Sharks yeah. when they uh, had a couple of – those early tries scored against them. One kicks. disallowed, which is debatable. Mm. Yeah. Rightio. Um, what else we got there, Sats? Yeah, well, we already spoke about this, but Craig from Lismore might have might have missed us talking about it off the top. Hi, guys. Do you think Felice Cafusi was lucky to stay in the field last Thursday night? Yeah, I think he was from a, a sin-binning point of view. I think absolutely. And there's another one here about the, the Dally M's, uh, about Sam Thayday. Remove him immediately. Reallocate, reallocate the points. The Dally M medal is now officially broken and meaningless. Beaten by 40 and Dane Laurie from the losing side, who had a good game, but again, yep. you don't get a participation ribbon, do you? Dane Laurie gets one point when Luke Keary gets zero. Yeah, mm. you're right there, right. Bondi Jack. Good stuff. Now, Sats, I've got one for you. Um, the, the, on the weekend, it was announced that Reese Walsh, uh, mm. young fullback up and coming at the Brisbane Broncos, uh, a player they would love to keep and would be grooming him to, to fill into that role pretty soon, has been snabbled as of next year by the Warriors. Yeah, million-dollar deal, three years. Hasn't uh, played first grade. He's only 17. As, as I guess it was uh, as, a, as a replacement for Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Yeah. But, gee, that's a big loss. It is a huge loss. Uh, and many are saying, well, why didn't you keep him? It's because their salary cap is such a mess at the Brisbane Broncos. They actually couldn't make him a deal that was even worth worth listening to. They've just got to let him go because their salary cap and their what they call their list, their roster is such a mess where they've given so many players options in their favour, which means you're a desperate struggling club when you give so many players uh, an option in their favour. So, unfortunately, Reese Walsh, he goes over the Warriors on a three-year deal. Like I said, never played first grade. He's only 17, turning 18 years of age. So, that's a huge loss. My, my question is around Kevy Walters and the, the team that he's inherited. Now, we said before, he, he hasn't got Payne House playing uh, for another week. Mm. Uh, he's got Katoni Staggs out, two of his real strike players, best players. But has he inherited a list that's it's not going to turn around in the short term? I mean, if Broncos fans are expecting that they are going to be top eight this year, potentially, you know, being in the mix there for the for the uh, you know, to be right there at the end of the season around you know the the preliminary yeah, no, final stuff, gonna, it's just not going to happen. It's is not it? It's not going to happen. But what you can do as a coach that has a, a pretty, I'm not going to say an ordinary list because he's got some really good players. Is that you're okay if they're in games. If they're in games and you can maybe turn a few of those now and then just through pure class and sometimes some luck, you sort of accept it. But if you're not competing and you're letting mm. the team just ride rough shit over you, well, you're not going to accept that as a fan. Are you expecting Tom Dearden to be named tomorrow if he's in not, place of either Croft or Milford? If he's not, well, Kevin needs, needs to be... Hauled into the office. Nah. Why? <laughs> well, well, Dearden apparently played very well. This, yeah. The Intra Super Cup started on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the, so the uh, the next level down, mm-hmm. he played for South Magpies along with Corey Oates, who's yep. another one who could find himself in there. And Carmichael Hunt, mm. first game of rugby league in 12 years. Tommy Dearden should have been there round one, and he proved yesterday that he should be there. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see how that one pans out. Hey, keep your texts and your uh, your calls coming. 0477-736-736. This is Sports Day. The Kia Sorento, winner of Car Sales Car of the Year.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.